this chart always really helps me ease in clients to understand that it is a process. It's not going to happen overnight. And then I take this and combine it into actual data. This is time for marketing, the marketing podcast that will tell you everything you've missed when you didn't attend the marketing conference. Hello and welcome to the Time for Marketing podcast, the podcast that brings you the best marketing conference speakers and allows them to sum up their presentation in five minutes. As always, my name is Peter and I'll be your host for today and we have another great guest to the uh, to the podcast and but before we go there um we're going into the new season this is the episode number 49 so it seems that we're growing again and before we go to the content it would be great if you can just give a rating or just send a link to the timeformarketing.com website to a colleague of yours that is interested in marketing we have great people that were guests in the past and you should go and check out our archive and now we go to our guest, Helene, Helen, Hel- 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 Helene, Helene Yelene. That's a weird mixture of first and last name. Uh, hello and welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, how are you doing? How is your start of the, of the fall in, you're actually located in the same city as I am in Slovenia. Yeah, which is always really fun. I feel like I meet... Uh, people that live in Ljubljana every time I leave Slovenia, which is really funny. Um, but yeah, it's been great. I just came back from Berlin. Uh, we had a retreat with the team that I work with, so ready to get back into work. Oh, oh Berlin is Berlin is one of my probably favorite um, favorite uh, European cities. They just had the Berlin Marathon. Did you get the chance to go and cheer for people running there? No, I missed it, but I actually knew two people running in it. So, oh, okay, <laughs> so, yeah. okay, great. Yeah, congrats uh, to them. Was... I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Berlin was my first marathon. It's like five hours and more. It's wow. pretty slow, but uh, yeah, I have fond memories. It's it's really great because it's such a big city, so you know so many people there and everything. So, nice. um, yeah, Berlin, excellent. Helene, you work as the as a SEO consultant at Flow SEO. What's your work there? What, what SEO consultant? How do you do that? And what's your favorite part of SEO? Oh, <laughs> that's a tough one. So at Flow SEO, we work with uh, startup tech, startup SaaS mainly companies um, in the B two B space. So okay. working with like HR tech, education tech, Martech. Um, love love software <laughs> love right, working with right. it um and so yeah in that aspect oh gosh i think i love everything about seo but lately i definitely find myself more in the measuring and reporting uh space mm-hmm. and i mm-hmm. find it really fascinating um probably due to my background in anthropology which <laughs> i can share a bit about later so yeah I definitely... anthropology measurement and anthropology is you know, social science is uh, the, the words, not numbers. That's how I would say, <laughs> isn't that right? Yeah, it can be. Um, but because I was trained in the U.S., anthropology is slightly different. Okay. So they combine all four fields of like archaeology, biological, linguistic, cultural, um, and also applied anthropology. So 
I learn a lot about how to take social things and put them mm -hmm. into numbers and, and try to understand what's going on, maybe in a more mathematical way. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I understand that. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned you do a lot of work for SaaS and B2B. It seems that the B2Bs and SaaSes of the world have caught up with SEO and are seeing uh, the great changes that we have seen in the e-commerce in the you know years ago they are now figuring out how multi-language websites and being present on multiple in multiple countries can allow them to really grow um and of course seo being there as a, there as an important part of their marketing mix do you feel that it's really like i see it as like you know like an explosion of everything happening in b2b especially yeah yeah i definitely see this i think a lot of companies are now realizing the value that seo can bring now that it's a bit more developed over the years there's a lot more content out there and they're realizing, especially in the startup space, if nobody knows who you are, they're not going to Google your name. So <laughs> you need to get very creative to to have people find you. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I you know. I was always thinking about how startups, if nothing else, even you know, before pre-market and pre-money, SEO can be something that can you can start doing even before you have anything else, and it can you know it can be a um, it can be a value. That even you know, if you have to um, if you have to pivot or go into something else, the content and the backlinks that you have can always help you change, and you know uh, can be a great value for a startup if they start very early. And of course, usually startups you know come back to SEO after years when they're already funded and everything, and they go, okay, now we have the money to you know do long term marketing. But I think that's very wrong. Yeah, this is very true. Uh, it's mm. never too early to start SEO. <laughs> How did you start SEO? You still you have a blog, uh, wandering, wandering, one. What's the word? Wand, wandering, yeah. going around. <laughs> Helen. <laughs> you, yeah, you, you wandering Helene. Yeah, um, a travel blog that I started when I moved outside of the U.S. Mm. Uh, because my family kept begging for photos. Where are you? What's going on? And I kept posting on Facebook and I was like, well, this seems kind of silly. Like I'm more creative than that. Uh, I used to build web pages back in like the late nineties, you know, like very bizarre looking things with lots of colors and moving bits. <laughs> and um, I was like, okay, let's try this. Let's, you know, let's get back into WordPress. I've done other blogs before. And uh, I just really enjoyed the creative process and eventually was like, well, I'd like more people to see it. Uh, but I don't like, not very salesy person. I never saw myself as a marketer um, until I read about SEO. And it just made so much sense to me. It felt like bringing the system, the organization of a library to the internet. And it just made sense to me. It was like, yeah, this is, yeah, let's organize all of the content <laughs> through SEO. <laughs> All right. I, I like your metaphor of, uh, you know, using the library organizations, actually, you know, keywords and topics. And if that's all right, structured in the proper way and organized in the proper way, that's actually what we try to do uh, when we do SEO. That's very mm -hmm. nice. Uh, so um, everyone go and check out the blog. There's loads of great posts about Slovenia and I've, I, even I've learned um, about some new restaurants 
der are in Slovenia and I need to go and check them out. Um, Helene, I invited you to the podcast because you had a great presentation at the Brighton SEO, one of the best SEO conferences around. Um, it was called Showing SEO Value Through Mini Meaningful Reports. Um, I would ask you how was Brighton, but it was probably great. I uh, sadly wasn't there, but Brighton is always great. Yeah, it's it's always great. It was my second time this year, <laughs> so I'm a bit of a fan. If I have a chance to go, I'm going. Right, um, right. It's always good. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, let's go, uh, Helene. Here are your five minutes. Okay, cool. Uh, so as Peter said, I did my presentation about showing SEO value through meaningful reporting, and I really find this topic to be pretty much the most relevant topic <laughs> for us as SEOs for, you know, keeping our job or getting promoted or getting a job. Um, there's a lot of aspects that we need to understand how we can translate what we do into a language that, you know, a CEO is going to understand a CMO, uh, someone who's making key decisions at a company. And so that they understand what you're doing is meeting and helping them progress those broader business goals but also using it as an opportunity to educate people about SEO because that's why you're there. They don't know SEO. <laughs> so I find that a lot of us work very siloed and we're like, you know, we use our jargon and we talk about SEO and I see the eyes glaze over in meetings. Um, and so it really caused me to look at reporting and thinking about how can I make reporting better? How can I make it so that people really understand what I'm bringing to the table? especially as an external consultant, I think this is really, really valuable. So I thought about uh, the different people that I'm meeting with, the different types of meetings that I had and trying to understand what is their level of knowledge about SEO. So for example, I will get into a meeting with a new client and they'll say, hey, we wanna rank number one for this keyword. I'll say, okay, cool, you know, that's great, but what do you want to gain from that? Um, what kind of resources do you have for that? Um, do you understand that maybe this keyword is more top of funnel instead of bottom of funnel? Um, a lot of times they'll say, you know, but we're in job management, so we have to rank number one for job management. <laughs> I'm like, okay, but that's not going to really increase your sales. Um, it, it might be a good like branding aspect, but let's talk about this. Like, what does that actually mean? And someone who is searching job management, what do they want? And are you offering that? So starting to have those conversations to try to understand what they understand about SEO, as well as using that as an opportunity to explain what SEO actually does. Um, and the other layer of that being that, you know, a CEO is going to ask a completely different question from the head of sales or the CMO versus the head of growth. You know, one might be saying, you know, we need the ROI of SEO. I don't care about anything else. I've heard this so many times. And if you can't answer that, well, you might be cut because everyone else can do it. So why shouldn't we as SEOs? So these are things that we have to think about. You know, what is the split between branded and non-branded traffic? What is the quality of our SEO leads? And I see a lot of people doing SEO, just thinking about keywords, thinking about traffic, but there are other aspects of that which actually meet the broader business goals. And so thinking about reporting and including those aspects, um, I found to be incredibly valuable in building those relationships with clients. 
Um, so thinking about reporting, I would always say do custom reporting. <laughs> if you're doing a template report, this is the same as someone going into GA4, going into hrefs, all the data is there. That's, mm. that's exactly what anyone else can see. That's not what you're there for. Of course, inside my uh, monthly report, which if you check out the talk, you can see lots of little bits and little charts that I use and ways that I like to communicate different ideas with clients. The most important aspect is my executive summary. If there's anything that you take away from this, it is thinking whoever opens up your report and sees that first page, they can read that and they don't need to look at anything else. If they have a specific, I want to see, you know, the progress on this keyword, they know exactly which page to go to and they can see that for themselves. But most of them don't have time for this. They have their own reports. They have their own meetings. Um, I want the CMO to open up, see the executive summary, see exactly what we've done, the results, uh, what we're doing to fix anything that's not working. You know, what's the progress on our goals? What's the latest projects? Uh, link building efforts, you know, not just, oh, we gained five links, but hey, we actually did this many guest posts and, and these sites are have a really high DR or they have like a lot of really high organic traffic. That's giving a lot more context. Like, oh, you didn't just get like links out of nowhere, which is mm -hmm. what people might think. But providing that context, providing the insights inside that executive summary is going to show what SEO brings to the table. It's going to show, you know, this is what we're doing and these are the results. Um, of course, there's awesome visualizations that you can do. You can make it pretty, all this fun stuff. I love to do it as well. But that one pager right there, if there's anything you take away, it's that your report should be customized to, you know, the client or your boss or the different uh, stakeholders that you have inside the company. You know, if the report is 10 pages long, that's fine. Those people can go and, and search those pages. For me, those reports are for me to look at, looking at the data and then using my experiences working on the SEO of giving them the insights. Everyone could go and see data. So as an SEO, I feel giving the insights, giving the context and using that as an educational opportunity is sort of how I see reporting. And so, yeah, the presentation just talked a bit about different ways to present some ideas mm. and to help people right. sort of show what they're doing. <laughs> All right, excellent. Um, a couple of questions. It seems that reporting is a lot about mitigating expectations for you, um, <laughs> sort of, you know, passively or next to reporting. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, I always try to be very, very transparent. Um, I think in SEO, it's very dangerous to promise anything. <laughs> you uh, never know when uh, the next uh, algorithm update will drop. And you never know what the, ex what the promises that the client has in their head are, right? Or the expectations that you yeah. have. You have, yeah, to talk, so, you have to talk about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just, yeah, I guess that's quite true. I like to use the report as a very like transparent, uh, document that at any moment they can see exactly what I'm doing, what's going on mm. and mm. what were the results one of the slides that i liked in our presentation and we'll be add the presentation into the show notes so people can get, people are going to go and check out the whole presentation is the, the thing that you call the path of search visibility mm -hmm. so the five different metrics we should probably call them that people should be thinking about you know not looking only at the positions in search engines but a, indexed the number of indexed keywords number of impressions the number of clicks organic sessions and organic conversions can you talk a bit about more about that 
Yeah, uh, this slide is actually a slide uh, that was kind of created over the past year uh, throughout many client presentations because I realized that there was a gap in the understanding of how SEO works mm. and how content gets crawled and indexed and, and you know, what needs to happen between publishing and a conversion. Um, a lot of times they'd be like, well, where's the conversions? I'm like, it just got published. It's not even crawled yet. Right. Um, there's not even a keyword. <laughs> no one's, there's no impressions. Of course there's no conversions. So this, this chart always really helps me ease in clients to understand that it is a process. It's not going to happen overnight. And then I take this and combine it into actual data. This idea of saying, okay, here are the URLs that we provided briefs for, and then I track how are the impressions, how are the clicks going, and then showing them that as the impressions and clicks go up, then they start seeing, you know, also the organic sessions going up and eventually. So through these several charts that I'll show by integrating our content with these uh, metrics in the path of search visibility, they're actually able to see it. And then it, for me, it also shows me, okay, wait, that didn't get any impressions in the last month, something's wrong. Let mm. me go check. Is it like not indexed? So not only for them, but also for me to say, Hey, <laughs> this definitely should have started getting some clicks by now. Right. right. Um, yeah. Excellent. Um, uh, on the reporting tools, um, it sounds like you prepare reports or export reports for clients. So is Google Looker Studio the thing to use or what do you use and what do you think is the best thing to use? I am very partial to Looker. Uh, <laughs> I have been using it for a few years. I find that it's just super easy to use, mm -hmm. um, super easy to customize. So we started with a template that we were going to use across clients. And then as you start building out that report for each client, we realized they became vastly different from each other. Right, right. And this is when all those ideas started clicking of like, yeah, no, we need these very custom report. You can't template a report. Um, but through Looker, it also gives a live dashboard that clients can access. Mm. Um, and then we download it each month and it just gets updated. So each month it clicks over to the next month and I just update the insights. So there's nothing new that I have to add or remove. It just makes reporting flawless seamless it's i highly recommend everyone to look into it right right all right excellent i think that's it um helene where can people find you if they want to talk about more about seo or 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 measurement or reporting or mm -hmm. restaurants in slovenia <laughs> you can pretty much find me wherever um twitter instagram you'll find me at wandering helene my my blog identity um otherwise helene Yelens, you'll find me on linkedin or anywhere else on the internet always always happy to talk about reporting and seo or people should just go to brighton and you'll probably yeah. be there <laughs> <laughs> probably <laughs> all right we'll add the links to all of your profiles and everything uh into the show notes and I think that's it. Thank, Thank you very you. much for being on the podcast and have a great day and enjoy life. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, we'll probably cross paths. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Have a great day. You too.
Thank you for listening to the Time for Marketing podcast. Please go and check out other episodes from the podcast archive or give this podcast a review, maybe even subscribe to it. If you were at a marketing conference and saw a great presentation, please let me know. You can contact me with guest ideas or other questions at info at timeformarketing.com. And if you need any help with your SEO, you can find me at seos.si or just find me at LinkedIn. Have a great day.